Welcome back to Pencils and Lipstick. This is episode 206 of the show. And today we are in the middle of NaNoWriMo. And so we are going to go over the basics of goal, motivation, conflict, and need. Yay! I know everyone is so excited. Some writers really hate talking about this, but I think it's very important. And it's so important that I hit on it almost every single workshop, (laughs) whether I teach it or whether I just remind everyone. uh, I pretty much bring it up every single time. So I want to talk to you guys about this in case um, you're new to this indie author world, or maybe you've just sat down to start writing and it's always been from the gut. And now maybe it's getting more difficult to do that. And you want to to know what you're doing a little bit more, right? I mean, this happened to me where I was doing fine until I wasn't. And then I had to really dig into storytelling, which I found out that I really love to learn about. Storytelling is really innate in our humanity. It's how we teach a lot of times throughout the ages. It is a way for us to remember really important things. And it resonates with us. Stories really resonate with us. Now, certain stories will resonate more than others, but storytelling has always been a part of our our life here on earth. So um, whether it was orally or written and now visually, like it's always evolving and yet storytelling always has its basics at heart. And a lot of times when a story is lacking something, a lot of times it's lacking either goal or the want. Those those guys are interchangeable. In fact, some people even call it the desire just to make it more complicated. So gold want or desire, when you're looking on Google or other books, they're all the same thing. Um, or the story is lacking a motivation for the, the main character or it's lacking conflict, which we will talk about. And it could be lacking need. So we're going to go over these so that you will understand them, um, maybe from a different point of view, maybe in a different way, and your stories will not be lacking them. I'm just going to check my mic. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> all right. So goal, want, desire. Those are all interchangeable, right? So the goal of your character, we have to be looking at what is happening right now in this story. Before we get into goal, motivation, conflict, and need, if you are listening on a podcast app, would you subscribe? Um, That really helps you get the notifications when a new episode goes out. It helps me know who's listening. And it, I don't know, it it just helps. And if on YouTube, if you would subscribe as well, I think it's called subscribe still. If you would share with your writer friends, if you would, um, what's it called? Give a testimonial, review it. Um, I would love to hear from you. If you're on YouTube and you're watching me flail about <laughs> as the sun sets and the lighting's weird today, if you have any questions or any comments, feel free to put them below. I would love to hear from you. If you have any suggestions on who you want on the show, let me know. I can't always get people. Sometimes people suggest writers and I reach out to them and they I don't know, it just gets lost in their email or they're just not interested, but I will try. I have absolutely no problem trying to get your favorite 
writer on the podcast where we can talk about their books. So it helps me if you subscribe, if you review, if you share. That's awesome. You know, this is, I don't have ads on here. So if you're on Spotify and you're getting ads, that's not me. (laughs) I'm sorry. Spotify is a bit annoying. But I really just enjoy this and it just helps keep the, the podcast relevant in the podcasting world as thousands more podcasts get put up every single month, probably. I think it's up to like 2 million podcasts now. So in, in that big screaming world of podcasts, we're a little tiny podcast. And if you enjoy the show, I won't beat a dead horse. Please share it, subscribe, and review. Okay, let's get into what sometimes people hate to get into, but it's necessary. Our main characters have goals. That is what the story is about. It has to have some sort of goal. Way back when storytelling was all about mythological telling in order to teach the kids of the group to not go to that mountain or to not leave, you know, this area or to help out their mom or whatever it is that they were using, our ancestors were using stories for, the main character still had a goal. It was, you know, to become the hero or to um, get back safely or to kill a mountain lion or whatever it was. Um, Of course, storytelling has evolved and it's become more complex, become longer, and it's not always just to teach a moral. It's not always to teach anything. Although although I, I would argue with that a little bit because we're always actually learning to be taught in storytelling a little bit. And we, because we kind of want to be taught or to learn what that main character would do or what the, these groups of people would do. That's why we're coming to the story. That's why we pick up different books. I, I started picking up um, law thrillers Legal thrillers? Is that what they're called? (laughs) Look at me. I don't even know what they're called. Legal thrillers, I believe. Because I I started thinking, you know, I don't know much about the courtroom or law, and I could learn something about that. And I've learned, by the way, that the prosecutors and the defense people, they really hate each other. (laughs) According to the illegal thrillers, they really have very little respect for each other, which I find very odd. You know, the state always thinks that it's in the right, despite the fact that it sent many people who are innocent to prison. Like, that's just keeps going through my mind all the time. <laughs> so, like, how are you on your moral high horse? But anyway, I'm sure many defense lawyers have defended really terrible people, right? So there's always the finger pointing. Anyway, I pick those up to learn something, to learn sort of the, the worldview through a lawyer's eyes. Um, and it's interesting. So our main character or main characters have a goal. This goal for this story must mean something to the main character. It must have importance to them. It cannot just be to keep living. (laughs) I mean, we all want to, right? And it has to have an importance for the story that the reader is holding in their hands. So I think that was one of my biggest challenges coming around to understanding goal is because thinking wise, I've always been such a broad thinker, which has not come in handy when taking tests and things of that nature. Um, So really what you have to do is bring it down to the very narrow moment of the book right now. Of course, to us, our main characters are 
are very much living, breathing people who have a past, who have a present, who have a future. And I think sometimes for very broad thinkers, that's what trips us up where we think, yeah, but they have so much more. They want so much more from life than just this right now. But I want you to just bring it to the the next 300 pages that you are writing about this main character's life. What is their goal right now for this story? You will also make your life much easier if you make it measurable. So if they can understand what they had at the beginning and where they were going and whether or not they got it at the end. Um, So it must mean something to them. It must be important to their life right now. And it's easier for you if it's measurable. Um, So just so that you know, once they get this goal, they can always decide that that goal is not what they wanted. So a lot of times the goal is um, like in a man named Ove, or if you watch the movie, a man called Otto. Um, yeah, I got that title wrong. Like a man called Ove. I, I honestly don't know how to pronounce that in Dutch, but his goal at the beginning is to kill himself, right? That's, that's what he wants to do. And he keeps getting interrupted. Like his goal is to kill himself. And there's conflict coming in and keeping him from doing that. And by the end of it, he realizes that he doesn't actually want to kill himself. He has changed his goal. Okay. Um, so that can change. But again, especially I'm speaking, especially to you writers who think a lot like me in like the broad sense, you have to be able to come back to kind of the moments before the page opens and say, what is his goal right now? Now, a lot of times it is helpful to have the background of the character in your head, and I would encourage you to write it already. So the background of, I'm going to say Otto because I can pronounce that name. (laughs) So we're just going to go to the movie version of the book. Um, The background is his wife, really the rock of his life, has died and he doesn't want to live anymore without her. And then there's more background of like why she's the rock of his life. He has no other family left. He might be slightly autistic, right? And um, I don't want to give it all away. I think that you should either watch the movie or, or read the book. But really, that is sort of what has happened before they're opening the book to read page one. So it is helpful if you take that time to understand who your character is and what has brought them to that goal. A lot of times, in romance, sometimes it is to find love, but usually the goal, like the goal of the book is to bring them love, right? But the goal of the, of the main character is to um, set up a bakery or to leave town or I don't know. So like in, um, it, it can be a couple. The, the, I've just read, I read, I just saw it the other day. I, I had read it a long time ago in which the goal of the protagonist was to get home. Like sh- that's what she needed to do. She was stranded and she wanted to get home. And we learn the um, background to how she got stranded as the story goes on. But of course, throughout the story, then she sort of decides to stay where she is because she falls in love with the man and makes a home there, right? So that goal has changed. Um, but really keep in mind 
especially in those beginning moments, what their goal is right then. Okay. So you might be like me in which a story comes to you through a scene. Oh, that's a really fun scene. Um, you know, I want to write that. So I'll say with this, with my books that I will be working on in 2024, it is a series of four and I'm really excited to start writing them, but I'm trying to be patient. But the scene that came to me was a young woman riding her bike in the rain and she falls and she's seen like right in front of the house of this man who's weird enough to be drinking his coffee on his porch while it's raining because he likes watching the rain because he was um, in the desert for so long through the military that he loves it now when it rains. So that's the scene that comes to me. And then I have to sort of bring, you know, white in that and develop them and create them and make them more 3D and all that. But I can really see that scene. So if you're like me and you see that, definitely take that, you know, write it down if it comes and you need it like on paper, but then go back to who were these people beforehand? And now what is their goal? Because their goal can't just be to fall in love. We don't set out, like, think of before you fell in love, like you weren't being like, I am going to fall in love with that person right now. That is my goal this year. Like, No, you had a different goal, finish college or, you know, get through this internship or whatever it was. And then love fell in, in your lap, maybe, or maybe that maybe it didn't fall in your lap, whatever happened. All right, so we we figured out that the, our character has a goal, should be measurable, should mean something to them. They have to have some motivation to that goal, though. So the motivation is going to be like their plan on how they're going to accomplish the goal. Um, it can also be like, why? Why do they have a goal? They have to have a, a why behind it, right? Um, so. I use the the example sometimes of like, let's say a YA book. They this main character wants good grades by the end of the year, at all costs. That's their goal. They are going to get the four point whatever GPA it can now be. It used to be four point oh when I was a kid. I think now it's like four point three. I don't know. So the best they they're going to be valedictorian. Let's make it simple. They're going to be valedictorian. It, no matter what, their motivation, because they want to go to Harvard, and Harvard only chooses the the creme de la creme, right, of of their school, and it's going to be even harder because they're probably on the East Coast, just to make it, you know, harder for this person. And Harvard's going to choose fewer East Coasters than they're going to choose others. I don't know if that's their rules, but you know, whatever. We're making this up as we go. Their motivation is because they want to go to Harvard and you can deepen it even still. And it could be because dad went to Harvard or mom went to Harvard or their um, favorite movie star went to Harvard. Do you know one of those Star Wars actors go to Harvard? Anyway, they can have a, a motivation, you know, that has several levels to it. It's why they want the valedictorian because Harvard doesn't just choose the third person in line, you know, they choose the best. And so valedictorian is going to get them there. It also needs to be connected to the plot, right? Their motivation has to be connected to the plot. So, um, so let's say their goal is to be valedictorian. Their motivation is to go to Harvard 
in its senior year and they're getting out their um, applications to these colleges and they are, you know, in their little clubs and, and all of this and their motivation has to be around whatever that plot is. And let's say we're going to build out the plot as we go. And what's going to happen is this main character is going to come up against some issues. Let's say, um, let's say mom loses their job and they have to go work for stuff and or get a job and work. And then that starts conflicting with their ability to keep up their grades. And then they're going to learn something about family and goals or whatever. <laughs> I can't come up with things right on the spot here, people. But it has to be connected, right? So their goal, their motivation, this is all going to really come into conflict with the plot. Now, do understand that the motivation for the person, for the main character, can be a secret from everyone else. Um, let's say your main character wants to make it to Mars first and their motivation can be because they know um they know their evil brother is trying to do it as well and their evil brother has always won and so they want to go first i feel like this is a story somebody told me about anyway um maybe no one else knows that's why they want to go maybe he actually says that the motivation is something else. But the true to motivation should be known by your main character and probably by your reader. I can't think of an example on when the reader wouldn't know the true motivation, but I'm sure there's books out there. You know, just keep in mind, you'd have to do that really well. So the main character should know the motivation. The other characters don't have to. Also, with motivation, it doesn't have to be moral, right? Their motivation doesn't have to be a good motivation, what we would call quote unquote good in society, like collective society viewpoint. It can be things like love or justice. Those would be moral, right? What we would consider moral. But it can also be, the motivation can be shame, revenge, um, beating your brother, <laughs> sticking it to your brother. <laughs> I don't think that would be called revenge, but, you know, showing off, being the top person, beating dad, making sure dad realizes that you are, you know, better than what dad thinks you are, whatever it is. So um, it it can be revenge. It can be shame. It can be something that like, well, that's not a good reason to do that. Something that you would tell your child, like, that's not why we do things. Except that it is why we do things sometimes, right? Absolutely is. To prove that you're right. <laughs> Again, my mirror is popping up. So understand that the motivation does not have to be what we would consider moral. And in fact, if you struggle with char writing characters who are not perfect, I would challenge you to choose a motivation that would be collectively considered immoral. Okay? That will help you. Um, make a character that is not perfect because nobody likes a perfect person. It's not fun. Now, we talked a little bit about conflict when it has to do with the motivation being um, connected to the plot. So conflict. Do you need conflict in your story? 
Yes. Yes, you do. Um, does it have to be fighting and misunderstandings and um, aliens coming down and taking over the world? No. But there should be conflict in your story. And the conflict can be external or it can be internal. But there has to be conflict because what the conflict is, is the reason that we're reading the story, honestly. It's the, it's the hurdles that they're going over in order to get to this goal. So in order to choose this conflict, if you are having trouble, let's say you're in the middle of your NaNoWriMo month and you're having trouble deciding what should come in this muddy middle, ask yourself, what is the opposite of their goal? Or what would happen if they didn't, didn't achieve their goal? So let's say um, if this main character who wants to be valed valedictorian, what's going to happen if they don't become valedictorian? Let's say even let's up the stakes, they receive the letter back from Harvard. And for some reason, there is a clause in there that says, by the way, if your GPA goes lower than this, you will be automatically disqualified. Or if you get, you know, kicked out or suspended, let's say, um, before you graduate, um, you will be automatically disqualified. So what, what would happen if she doesn't become valedictorian? What would happen if she sleeps through so many classes because she's working at night that she actually gets a into a fight, let's say, because her her nerves are riding high and she's very anxious and nervous about these tests and she ends up hitting her friend in the hallway and gets suspended. Oof, what's going to happen? If they did, they're not going to get their goal. They're going to be automatically expelled. Well, no, from the list on Harvard, right? Um, so ask yourself, what is the opposite of their want or goal? Or what would happen if the main character doesn't get their goal? So then you can also say, what can I throw in my MC's way, my main character's way, in order to keep them from getting the goal or making it difficult to get? So there, right there, we created some conflict. What if I force them to, you know, work for some reason? They have to work and now they're working nights and they're 18 so they can actually work overtime and they're working so much overtime that they're sleeping in nerves are running high they get into a fight with their friend that's another conflict now they don't have a friend <laughs> maybe their friends are only support system maybe everyone else has sort of dropped off because this main character can't keep it together they're just losing it now they're suspended right another hurdle for their goal and now they aren't sure what to do. Okay, so now you're going to have to figure out the rest of it. Anyone want to write that book? Go ahead. <laughs> so let's look at another example. I just recently read the first book of Bridgerton. Um, so in Bridgerton, Daphne wants to get married and she wants to have a family. She wants, so that is her goal. So yes, in romance, you can have it be that she wants to get married. Yes. Um, so, but especially in historical, it wasn't necessarily to fall in love. It was to find a husband, right? Falling in love is like the plus of the, of the historical romances. So her goal is to have a family. Why? Well, a duty, 
she is a, what is she? A count's daughter? I don't know. She's on the Lords. <laughs> She's a prestigious part of the Tun in London, right? And it is partly her duty as a young woman, well-bred young woman, to get married and to continue the line, right? What else are you going to do as a woman? But it's also personal to her because she had such a great experience growing up. She loves her family. She loves her brothers and sisters, despite them getting into her business a lot. And she wants to continue that on. In fact, she doesn't really see herself doing anything else. So the conflict would be that she falls in love with a man who has vowed to never get married. Not only that, he's vowed to never have a family, that his line will end with him. That's quite the conflict. What are you going to choose? Marry the man that you love, who doesn't want to have a family? Well, first you have to convince him to marry you. Um, marry someone else because who you don't love, but they're actually willing to marry you and give you a family. Quite a lot of conflict there. So if you are having difficult in that muddy middle, sit back and start asking these questions on the conflict. And especially get your, your villain involved. So even in, in romance, romance is the easiest way to point this out, that the villain is not always somebody who's evil. Um, the villain for Daphne a lot of times is, is this guy who, um, who the Duke, who doesn't want to get married. Like he's the one causing issues, right, to her goal. And since she is the main character of the story, he is the villain, right? The quote unquote villain, the person who is putting up all these conflicts in front of her and hurdles and things that she has to work through and mature through and make decisions about. Um, so take the person that is um, in your book that would be that um, in that position and see what that person can do to to put hurdles in front of your main character in order to create more conflict. Now, one thing that many people don't talk about is need. And this is talked a lot about in um, the anatomy of story. I'm holding it up on YouTube. If you want to see it, it's by John Truby. Some people talk about this, about need, but I think he talks about it best. I love this book. As you can see, it has lots of tabs. So uh, the need is is something that's really psychological, right? That's really personal um, to the main character. It's it's like it's what the hero that needs to do, the hero or heroine needs to change or over, or overcome in order to be really a better person by the end of the story, because in the end we pretty much want the person to be better even if they don't necessarily make the world a better place. We want them to make um, themselves better. They need to mature, right? Daphne actually matures over the course of the book, which obviously she's like 18 during the <laughs> at the beginning. It, it, it sort of has them overcoming their immaturity and their weaknesses to become a better person. Um, so need is something that is a is an internal change. It is connected to their weakness, um, 
in fact, we, a way to explain this, like we all have weaknesses, right? And a lot of times our weaknesses cause pain to people. So a temper, lack of patience, um, quick to judge. <laughs> Let's say we're always right. You know, we have the kind of these weaknesses and not conquering this need will actually emphasize this weakness and cause this weakness to continue to hurt people. Okay, so the need is really that person overcoming the weakness. Um, we could say like in Bridgerton, the Duke is overcoming his, his selfishness of really thinking constantly about his own hurt, about his own self, and wanting, you know, the person that he loves to go along with his plan no matter what, right? And he's hurting his, his, the person he loves, Daphne, by being very stubborn and very selfish and not really, and refusing to see the world through a different lens. So um, the lack of resolution to this need is keeping them from their true goal or it might be ruining their life. Um, your main character is not really fully aware of their need at the beginning. That would mean that they're a great psychoanalyst and they already know what they need to do. Unless they're psychotic, which would be fun to write as well, which they're purposely like trying not to overcome their need. Ooh, somebody write that one. <laughs> they know what their need is and they're, they're purposely trying not to. Um, so we can talk a little bit about Casablanca. So the Casablanca, what Rick actually needs to do is overcome his hurt that has blinded him to become a very self-centered, looking out for himself man. So his goal at the beginning of Casablanca is to stay the king of his domain, his nightclub, by not sticking his neck out for anyone right? He declares that in the beginning. He will not stick his neck out for anyone. The Nazis come in, the police technically, to arrest people, and he doesn't do anything to stop it. And the problem people have with him is that he, they respect him, even though that goal is something a lot of them don't understand. What's his motivation for this? He once was not such a bitter man, got dumped and just on with no explanation by the woman that he loved he sees everything crumbling around him and he has decided because of um this this lack of you know wherever this woman is she just left him he doesn't know where she is and he has become um he sees that as a as a shame you know and a rejection and he has decided well fine then i will become just a man who's looking out for himself. That is his motivation to not get hurt anymore, to not stick his neck out for anyone. They can live their life and he will his, li live his life. So then the conflict comes in where the woman shows up again in his nightclub, right? And the world is adding conflict to this by the Nazi regime, World War II, and just so happens that the love of his life is married to a, um, very famous resistance fighter who is trying to get out from under the clutches of the Nazi regime. Now, Rick has a choice. Does he overcome his 
weakness in that he is selfish and looking out only for himself and has created this worldview in which no one's going to stick out their neck for me, so I'm not going to stick out my neck for, for them. He needs to change and become more of a collaborative person working for the greater good, right? And deciding um, what is worth sacrificing. That sometimes sacrificing something that you love for the greater good is better for everyone. So I won't spoil it for you whether he overcomes his need or not. I mean, the, the movie's like 70 years old, so you should have seen it by now. So Rick might slightly be aware of his, his need at the beginning, um, but he, would, he refuses to change it, right? Like, this is how we are. We might slightly know if we're really sat down by the therapist, but the truth is, like, ain't no one going to make us change until circumstances make us change, right? We have to make the decision ourselves. So that will that will be my last advice to you as you go through this and maybe sit down and go over the goal, motivation, conflict, and need for your characters. Um, make sure that the characters are realizing what needs to change about them on their own. They can be pushed, you know, in dialogue by side characters. Um, I talk a lot about the breakup in which I think one of the self, one of the best self-revelation scenes ever is when he, he has, he's so dense and stubborn, um, Gary is, that he has to have his friend tell him what's wrong with him, right? But he really does have to then overcome this weakness himself, his need to be less selfish, to see other people, to do unto others as he would have, as he would want them to do unto him, right? The whole golden rule thing, like the change, he has to come into realizing what he needs to do to change. So make sure that your character does realize it at, at some point and makes the change themselves, makes the decision themselves, even though the plot is really pushing them to make this decision, make sure that it's obvious on the page to the reader. Do not forget to write that self-revelation scene, that aha moment where they figure out, this is what I need to do to get out of this mess, right? And to conclude this fabulous story that you are writing. So that is my review for you in the middle of NaNoWriMo. I hope that that helps you. This is something that has to be developed for your characters. I promise you it will make your story richer and it will make your life easier because in the end, what you are going to talk about when it comes to your book is um, when they ask what it's about is basically the goal, the motivation, the need, and the conflict. <laughs> That's that's what you're going to start talking about as you talk to people about what your book is about. And this is going to help you get through the muddy middle stage, which I would assume most of you NaNoWriMoers are in at the moment. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, you can contact me if you're on YouTube in the comments below. I will be sure to answer them. Otherwise, you can get me on X. The other day, somebody said X and it took me like an hour to figure out what they were talking about, formerly known as Twitter at pencils, lipstick, or I am always on Instagram more often than not. You can get me at catcaldwell.author or at pencils and lipstick, all spelled out there. You can also join my newsletters and you can always respond to any newsletter by hitting the reply button and asking me your questions, giving me your comments, 
or your suggestions on what you want to hear about on the podcast. So until next week, keep writing, y'all.